We have a new caller here. Let's go ahead and go to Ashley. Come on in, Ashley. How are you doing? Hi, Duma. How are you? I am doing fine. Talk to me, please, Ashley. Are you a first-time caller to Politics and Right? I am, yeah. Well, and I'm actually a first-time listener as well. Well, it's wonderful hearing your voice, Ashley. Tell me what you want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit more about oil prices. Sure. Because it sounds like from what I, the limited amount that I heard mm-hmm. that there's a notion that uh, oil and gas companies control oil prices. Yes, ma'am. And so I wanted to understand and hear a little bit more of your perspective on that. Okay, let, let, let me explain. Let me, let, let's start from sort of the raw material kind of thing, okay? We have right now accessible oil. In other words, oil that we can reach at superbly oversupply of oil, not only because of Saudi Arabia, uh, uh, Russia, and Iran, which are the largest reserves, but the largest reserve in the world is right south of us in Venezuela. And all of those are immediately exploitable oil. But we don't even need them because we have been producing oil at a quantity larger than needed by the entire world. Now, uh, what the oil companies did, remember, during the pandemic, they had an issue with an oversupply that they had nowhere to store. So oil became was being sold at a negative value. What that means is that they were paying, the oil companies were paying people to to take the oil. In other words, normally you pay, let's say, $100 a barrel for oil. The, the oil companies were giving people $10, $15. To, it wasn't that much. It was a few, much less than that. But they were paying storage people to take their oil and put it somewhere. That's how bad it got during the pandemic. All right? And then things normalized. And, it went negative one day, right? Yes, it did go negative one day. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So... Things then normalized, right? They, they adjusted input, outputs, etc. But again, that was all adjustable and they did it. Now we are coming out of the pandemic. Still, we never had an oil shortage. There was always a lot of oil. But the way to, to get the gas prices up are twofold. One, you go ahead and say, we kind of reduce supply a little bit to, uh, to, to clean up refineries. So we, we, we go, went ahead and put some refineries down, uh, took them offline or whatever to kind of take some of the gas out of the market. Remember, they never took... No, wait a second. Go ahead, Hold sure, so sure. Have you, have you worked in a refinery? Yes, before? I have. Yes, I have. And not only oh, have I worked awesome. in it... So have I. Yeah, not only that, but I also have... Some a few executives who are good friends, and we have this conversation all of the times, all of oh, the time. Wonderful. Yeah. So you understand that a lot of the the decisions that are made around refinery capacity, yes, are not intentional decisions to limit supply in the market and manipulate pricing. Let me stop you for a second right there, because at your level, what level are you at? I should ask first in the, at the refinery. Uh, I don't work there currently. But where, when you did work the there. Yeah, when you did work there. What, yeah, I what? was an engineer, and I also was in charge of I, the coordination and economics. I love you. I'm an engineer uh, myself. I love you. I'm an engineer myself. So, I mean, let, let me tell you, it doesn't happen at your level. This is, these are all aggregation between companies, etc. There was never once, uh, Ashley, never once... Was there a, a shortage of gasoline ever? In fact, what I told, what I tried to tell folks when I, in fact, I went on to Muslim TV to talk about this because just like you are 
hesitant to accept what I'm saying, right? These guys were like, there's no way what you're saying make any sense, Egberto. No way. And then we went into the numbers, right? Not only the crude prices, uh, we went into how gasoline was priced and even now how diesel was priced. And by the end of the conversation, it was, how the hell did they come up with a price of $5 when you could go to no gas station in the United States and not have gas? The laws of supply and demand, and we got this, and I minored in, not minored, but I, I did all my electives in economics. And, and, and the laws of economics in a truly unfettered capitalist system would have told you that if there are not shortages at any particular gasoline pump, that there is no rationale for prices to double. That's basic economics 101. And what happened, Ashley, what happened is irrespective of real economics, these guys had what's known as pricing power. In other words, they had the right to charge as they pleased. But what happened is as the curve went down, as the economic curve went down, what is happening to gasoline prices, as I stated on Muslim TV, had to happen because we started to get the glut, even as Saudi Arabia was taking two million barrels off the oil, off the market this month. But you can say, you can come in, my friend. Right. I think the one, I think the one, uh, about flaw, I mean, hesitation is that you refer to oil and gas companies in America as a collective group. And there are quite a few uh, very serious and robust laws against uh, antitrust. I agree. Things that would very much prevent uh, the uh, kind of mass American uh, coup, if you will, to be able to you know, everyone agree to uh, raise oil prices. Actually, so I agree with you. Explain, I agree with you. How do you explain, uh, you know, uh, Chevron not uh, reducing price to make money to then incentivize an ExxonMobil station right next to it? To I love you for that question. And let me explain exactly what happened there. Um, in America, uh, since we've had McCutcheon pass at the Supreme Court and, and Citizens United, most of our politicians are bought. So there's nothing in as much, it, forget about Democrats and Republicans, because that real, at the neoliberal level, that does not exist. The oil companies own them both. The healthcare companies own them both. And what happens is the following. Uh, Biden goes out there and he puts out this, this tacit threat out there that if you guys don't do something about prices, we are going to, we are going to, create a windfall, windfall profit tax. Knowing deep inside that couldn't possibly happen because they would never have gotten the votes to do it. And that's the reason why you can have collusion today and it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in such a manner that you can identify it, right? In other words, you can't go ahead and say, well, the head of Chevron and the head of Exxon met together to do X, Y, Z. This thing happens right, with... That doesn't make any sense because then mm -hmm, nothing is preventing the American down the street from going to where there's cheaper gas. No, no, and no. So if you're going... Uh, you just answered going the, to get... You answered the question. You just answered the question. You just answered the question. Right. So, so they're going to go to get cheaper gas. Right. For gas. And so unless you're, unless you're artificially inflating it and keeping it high, which that's not a decision that's going to get better down to every single gas station in America, Actually, then there's no way to explain why 
are why gasoline prices would be Ashley, you answered the question. Uh, Answer, Ashley, you just answered the question yourself. And let me explain. You just answered it at the producer level, the level that all the independent gas stations buy the products, right? That's where the, the in, it's inflated at that level. It's not inflated at the retail level. Remember, there are, three, there are three different points in the gasoline. It's inflated on the producer level. It's not inflated at the retail level. And here's where, when, where I talk about the collusion that, that, that we're talking about. You, you said the magical thing about how an economy works and how supply and demand should work. In other words, if I, if I, re, if I go to gas station A and the price is too high, I would jump to gas station B because they're going to want to compete to get more of the gas. But if I make sure sure that supply is such a manner. I have pricing power and we, we actually control the, the way we deliver that on the producer level. Then we hold control, Ashley. Again, remember, this is not magic. There was always an oversupply of petroleum. And I think I've proven that with, uh, with, the, with Saudi Arabia cutting two million without an effect, with there being an oversupply. Sour oil in, 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 in Venezuela, yes, but they're still pumping. And don't believe it's only 230,000 barrel because it's actually quite a bit more than that. And Russia still delivering. There was always the supply. There was always a supply, and that's why nobody in America, not once, whether gas was $2.40, like 49 cents, like I bought it today, or at $4.50, like I bought it a few months ago, there was never, ever once anybody that went to a gas station and not able to purchase gas. And I think Understood. you have yep. to agree that. I just that, think you need yeah. to be careful to yes. not deceive listeners to start to understand that there are real people uh, that yes. work at these companies Ashley. that are that at many, many levels in the organization that have no desire whatsoever Ashley, you are to correct. rob their fellow Americans. Don't hang up so because I, I want to tell you this. Don't hang up because I want to tell you this, first of all. You're an engineer, okay? You're a smart woman. Uh, there's no time ever that I speak on these issues that I'm going after the people who make things happen. There's no time that I go after the people who are the innovators. You are. You all are. I understand. The I just think like, that when we, when we other, anytime that we are othering and yes. demonizing any industry and any company in particular, mm-hmm. that goes part and parcel to demonizing the individuals that work there. I, and I, so I, I understand. And I will try to, and I, w- I will learn from you in this one. I will try to make that, ex- ex- whenever I'm pointing this out, I usually write this in my blogs, but I will point out exactly what you just said there, because that is correct. I, I, am, I am completely against the, 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 the executives in these companies that play the games, not only with us, the American people, but you, the, the worker, who are the actual innovators. And if you look at my writings, you'll see that that is exactly where I've always fallen. So I, 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 I take what you're saying Exactly as you say, we should not authorize the people who are working in the oil industries, which many of them are, in fact, in my circles. Thank you. Um, and thank you very much for the explanation. I know you have to move on to other callers. Right. You have a wonderful day, my, my friend.
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.